live from New York, it's Ask This Engineer. Hello, 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 and welcome to another Wednesday evening Ask Engineer. We're your hosts, me, Miss Lady Ada, and this, Mr. Lady Ada, also known as Mr. Lamore Freed. Sure. Uh, not a total loser. Um, <laughs> we're here at the Adafruit Factory where we do all... I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we, uh, we're here at the Adafruit Factory. We do all the design, testing, manufacturing, shipping, support, coding, guide right and videoing of all the electronic goodies that you use in your projects and you uh, learn from to uh, become an engineer or a maker. And uh, we're on air now. The sign went on, so now you know. And I got an exciting show for you tonight. An hour's worth of news and products and coupon codes and giveaways. Let's kick it off because we have a jam-packed show as usual. That's right. Mr. Lady, tell them what's on tonight's show. On tonight's show, the code is snakes in space. We'll talk what? about that. Yeah, we will. We'll got see. Got these freaking snakes on Snake. this freaking spaceship. Yeah, snakes on in space. That's the code. Ten percent off, and if you store all the way up to eleven fifty-nine p.m., it supports us, an open-source hardware company here in New York City. Show and tell people around the world showing and sharing their projects. Lady Ada will talk about the people who are on the show and the projects they had. We've got some Python and hardware. Uh, lots of news this week in the world of Python and hardware. One could say it's out of this world. <laughs> Back mailbag will stop by, read your emails to us. Time travel, look back in the world of makers, hackers, artists, and engineers. Some help wanted from Adafruit Jobs Board, 3D printing, some videos, and a speed up. Some made in New York City factory footage here from Adafruit. We got some new products. We'll answer your questions. We do that on adafruit.it slash discord, where there's almost 12,000 of us. Um, go there during the show, and we answer questions at the end of the show. We've got a top secret. We'll give away something at the end of the show. All that and more on, you guessed it. Dun, dun, dun. Ask an engineer. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's pay some bills. Okay. The first thing is um, snakes in space. Snakes in space. It looks yeah. a little bit like shakes in space, but it's not. It's no. snakes in space. That's right. Um, we do some free stuff when you check out. Yes. And so, Lady, do you want to talk about? I'll talk about that while you p click some links. Yeah. Uh, for $99 or more, you'll get a free Proto half size breadboard. That's that white rectangular PCB over there. It's a gold-plated PCB with white mask and black, red, and blue silk screen. We pay a little bit more to get all those nice silk screen colors. Once you're finished with your project from your stylus breadboard, you can transfer it over to make your project permanent. That's the firm proto. People love these. We've been giving them away for years, and nobody has ever said, no, I will never use another one of these. Yeah, they use a lot. They use a lot. Um, for $149 or more, you'll get a free um, enamel pin. We have a selection, I think, right now. We have Blinka and Sparky. Uh, if you have an account, we'll try to send you a different one each time. So it's a good idea to make an account on adfruit.com. Uh, these lovely um, enamel pins can decorate your book bag or your sneakers or your denim jacket or whatever it is that you want to decorate. And uh, and they look adorable and tell people that either you um, blew something up and learned stuff from it or you uh, are with a snake learning computers. Uh, 199 or more, where you get free UPS ground shipping. That's a high quality uh, trackable shipping from UPS in the lower 48 states. That's continental United States. Recommended. It's a recommended uh, shipping system for the U.S. And at 299 or more, you get a free Circuit Playground Express, our premier all-in-one development board for learning how to make and create and code. Uh, you can code it in Arduino, C, C++, Circuit Python, um, MakerBlock, um, Code.org, CS Discoveries. Uh, Rust, probably some other things I'm not even remembering. It's got um, LED... TinyGo works on it. TinyGo? Yeah, that's actually one thing that we can... Um, we'll probably 
add that to our list of supported languages. Um, and I, I told this story before. A journalist was like, there's no way Circuit Playground Express supports all these languages. And I'm like, no, it does. And they're like, oh, yeah. So, is a pretty. it's a pretty good processor. Yeah, so TinyGo is the next one. Yeah. And uh, Google it. And it's also on our site. Got LEDs, buttons, sensors, and all that good stuff with alligator clip pads. So, so much you can do with it. Um, it's great for building any of the hundreds of projects that we have yep. on the Learning Guide okay. system. For shipping, UPS, do that in the U.S. That's the best way to get what you want when you want it. Postal, want to wait a little bit longer, do it. DHL International. If you're in Manhattan, we have same-day delivery. Just check out before 11 a.m. And if it's one of the zip codes that are in the area here where we can do same-day, it'll show up and you can do that. Okay, Lady Ada, every single week we do a show-and-tell. People around the world show and share their project. Yes. What was on the show-and-tell this week? Where did you book up by? Oh, yeah, got the yawns. Oh, Nun Prado came by and showed off this week's 3D printed project, which is a uh, light fixture um, holder for the pie portal, so you can like hook it up onto your wall for, for displaying stuff. They also previewed an upcoming uh, Wi-Fi alarm clock using the pie portal, and they made like a whole alarm clock case with like a snooze button and everything, and it looks like it should be on your favorite captain's ready room table. Um, Phil B. Um, posed a challenge to the maker community. If you're somebody who has used uh, D-pad elastomers with laser cut pieces to fit them and, and gotten it to work reliably, um, we're kind of curious because we've been doing a lot of experimentation and not had a ton of success. And it seems like something that should just work. Uh, check out that video or if you are like, oh yeah, D-pad elastomers with a laser cut enclosure. That's totally something I've done. Drop by Discord or post in our forums. Uh, we'd love to hear from you how you solve the problem. You know, we, we give away hundreds of, of designs and libraries and codes and, and tutorials. Once in a while, we get puzzled too. So hopefully uh, somebody who's been helped by one of our uh, libraries or guides or designs can help us. Uh, Scott came by and gave a hug report to the CircuitPython team uh, for doing a really quick beta 5 and fixed a bunch of uh, file system bugs. Um, and beta 5 is out. So if you uh, are running CircuitPython, especially if you want the latest and greatest display code, um, check out CircuitPython 4.0.0 beta 5. We're working on it. More bugs are being squashed and we'll hopefully get to beta 6 and uh, hopefully soon release candidate. So that's, that's very exciting. Uh, also showed off some uh, stack of old uh, Game Boy, Game Boy Pockets. It was a good Game Boy day for some reason. Uh, that he had from a um, auction site that he got for a couple bucks. Uh, Brent made a Pi Portal uh, temperature display, uh, which is kind of neat, and it uses the light sensor um, to know when to turn on and, and tell you the time, and also the time and temperature, and it also logs that to Adafruit IO, uh, so that guide will be coming out soon. And uh, he picked up a $10 Lifix bulb and um, got it controlled by Pi Portal, so you can make a little control panel for um, Lifix bulbs or Wi-Fi uh, low-cost bulbs. Uh, Sophie is working on her astronaut cosplay, so she's doing a chest piece next, and she showed off using a 3D pen as a like a micro-precision hot glue gun to make opaque uh, um, walls around her LEDs to avoid. Uh, light bleeding from you know one LED to the other because she wanted to have these really distinct uh, you know greeble lights on her chest piece. Uh, Danan uh, came by and still hacking on a, f a phone case. The project's expanded. It's going to have an inductive charger soon. Uh, maybe a Circuit Playground Express built in. And also he's um, 3D printing um, a Sparky puppet in uh, what was it again? The software he's using it was uh, Rhino F Fusion 360. Fusion 360. Yeah. 
Um, so uh, check in soon for some sparky puppeteering. And then Daniel came by as a teacher in middle school and wanted to give us an update on his classroom project, which is they're making escape rooms. Um, so uh, the, the goal here is to teach kids computer science and making and, and electronics by having a big project that they then learn all the pieces that they need to build it. So they're going to build an escape room and they're building all these puzzles, which is great because John Park did a whole series on escape room and magic themed uh, circuit playground projects. This one is one of the um, a self-locking box. So you have to like type in the right code or twist the knob quite right. And a micro server will open and let you open the box. It will have a figurine inside of it that like lets you know how to solve the next puzzle or gives you a hint where the next puzzle is. So uh, that's what we had on the show. Okay. All participants on the show and tell get an asking on the show and tell sticker. If you're on the show and tell, email supportedadafruit.com. We'll send you out one. If you're a kid, just have your parents' email. Part of our Adafruit live series of shows. A reminder, JP will not be doing a show tomorrow. JP's on mm. vacation, but he'll be back very soon. But we do have a Make Code Minute from JP. From last week. And what he does every single week is show something really cool and interesting with Make Code. If you have a Circuit Playground Express, head on over to makecode.adafruit.com, plug it in, and play around with block coding and or JavaScript. And now, one of the more recent things is Arcade. So all those things you can do with MakeCode. Okay. Take it away, past JP. Take it away. Today, what I want to talk about in MakeCode Arcade is the uh, use of the animation extension. So first of all, I'm heading to advanced extensions and then I added the animation extension. Since I added it already, you're not going to see it here. Um, but once you click that, you get this animation uh, menu in the uh, categories list over here. And from here, I can do things like set an animation, add frames to the animation, attach the animation to a sprite, and choose a condition to activate the animation. So what you'll see here is I have my Adabot sprite that I built. And now I'm setting an animation, which I'm calling the blink animation. I'm giving it an interval, so this is how quickly it'll page between frames of the animation. And then what I've gone and done is gradually animated these eyes blinking. So if you look at each of these sprites, I'm just copying and pasting the sprite uh, block once I have one of them and then going and adjusting it so that it blinks open and close. And then I have an idle animation, which is what it returns to, which is just the, the sort of default position. Uh, so what you can see here is now with the on button A pressed, I tell it to activate the animation that I called blink on the sprite Adabot. And I'm also adding a little spray effect. So the idea here uh, conceptually is that these are some spicy tacos. So I'm gonna hold down the A key to have my animation engage, and so you can see it's going through those blink uh, animation cycles. Each time I press it once, it goes through the cycle, and it also activates that spray, and it deactivates. You can see it goes to idle animation when I'm done holding that button, and it clears the effects. Uh, and so that is really simple, I think, a really great way to have extra animation in your characters. This could be walk cycles. It could be things that happen when your character collides with something. You uh, can basically trigger your animation with any event that can be recognized on your sprite. So that is how you can add facial animation to your character inside of Make Code Arcade.
and that's the Make Code Minute with JP. He'll be back next week. Um, and don't forget to try Arcade. Uh, I've been watching educators tweet and post about their experiences with Arcade. They're like, this is the easiest way to do game development. I had no idea this was even possible. Yeah. Like, so they, they did a really good job. And it's it's not beta, but, but it's very new. And so I don't think people know about it quite yet. So do check it out. It's yes. On, just go to makecode.com. And there's a simulator. You don't have to build the hardware. You yeah. can just use we'll it have, as it is. We'll have some special hardware soon, too. Okay. Um, we have a lot of stuff going on in the world of CircuitPython and Python on hardware. And what we like to call it is code, code plus, plus community. community. And I think when you do a good enough job with open source and you have enough people working together, eventually great things come out. And some of it is like things like assistive technology that's very here, helping fellow humans. And then there's things like space exploration. So I like to say that CircuitPython is good on the street, good on the stratosphere. And it's not just words now. Um, this is probably one of the neatest projects. Um, these are 50 microsatellites, and they're loaded with CircuitPython. And this is an animation. Of course, we don't have the video from space. And um, Max sent this in. This is from the Kicksat Sprite 2019. And there's an upcoming small sat conference, and uh, Professor Zach Manchester um, will be talking about this, and also Max. And the software side of things is, is what Max was working on. And Max got his start in Discord and showing and sharing. These are the Lab 64 at Sanford um, Snowflakes mm -hmm. that the students came up with, and then they manufactured them, and these were running CircuitPython. And then Max made this, which kind of looks familiar. It is a um, similar design to what we do. It's a... Um, ESP32 plus the SAMD. 51, 51. and then also like a micro SD card in the bottom. Yeah. This is just like jam-packed. And um, Max has been showing and sharing stuff in Discord and then sent these photos in. He's like, hey, these are all the satellites running CircuitPython that are about to go to space. So cool. And uh, we link to the GitHub repo. You can see the visualizer um, for the actual PCBs. This is all open source, and this is one of the, the first examples of uh, Python and hardware in space, circuit Python in space. And one of the cool things that Max said, um, you know, sometimes someone says it better than you can, um, and Max did. This is why Max and the teams he works with chose CircuitPython. CircuitPython provides an approachable and logical means of conducting science with hardware. Paired with low-cost hardware, shown to work in space, we can enable a new generation to question and explore the unknown with the necessary, quote, satellite stuff already baked in. Students can spend their time trying something new rather than reinventing the wheel, a similar philosophy to early Arduino efforts and the microcontroller movement in general. So um, I think also, like, Python, to be fair, like, I know people are like, whoa, I can't believe you're running interpreted language in space, but actually... Having worked with Arduino for over a decade, you know, in C, C++, in Python, there's a lot of things that the Python one, of course, you know, your Python one time has to be good and solid, but if the Python one time is solid and you have students writing code for it, they don't have to worry about, like, memory overwrite errors or, like, misallocations. And if you do run out of memory, like, you don't hard fault. It just restarts you know, it's like, oh, you have a memory exception, I'll just restart it. So having exception handling and all your memory stuff taken care of for you will, I think, will minimize the risk of somebody, like, building a project, putting it in space, and then, you know, it happens, that you know, eventually it runs into um, some bug that they coded in and off by one, and they're, they're, they're writing the wrong values, the wrong array, and they just they hit it 
on Earth, but then in space, you know, just because of timing or temperature or whatever, eventually it hits that um, chunk yeah. of code. If that does happen, you know, at least you don't hard fault, you'll just restart. So I think it could, I think in my opinion, especially for like anything that you actually want, retries and reliability, having an exception loop rather than um, CC++ where you have to have a watchdog timer take care of that for you, I think is a better solution. Yeah, and you know, Repelling to satellite from the ground is cool. Also, MQTT was designed for satellites, and we've been doing a lot of stuff with that with Adafruit, IO, and CircuitPython. So anyways, um, this is really neat, and we'll be more about this soon. Um, on Friday, we had the release of CircuitPython 4 Beta 4, and then over the weekend, Monday, CircuitPython 5. So we're nearing the end of the betas for 4.0. We'll have a release candidate pretty soon. We're still going to do some um, fix to some issues, so please try it out and see what you think. On Friday, when Scott was releasing CircuitPython 4 beta, um, he did a live stream for like three hours. And uh, I sped it up to like a minute. And it just has all the things that go into a release, fixing issues, um, lots of markdown. And this is kind of the making of an operating system. So you can see all the pieces that go into it. And then later on in the show, Scott showed some uh, Game Boy hacking. And I have a little video from that, um, specifically the part where the Adafruit logo comes down and you're able to uh, you know, move it around. It's got also shows circuitpython.org, that's our new site, and I'll talk about that in a minute. So here's the, the Game Boy one. So that's CircuitPython running on a cartridge. Move the Adafruit logo around. Beep, beep. Handy. And uh, speaking of Scott, congratulations. IEEE Spectrum Magazine featured Scott in their latest issue. Um, this is on stands shortly, or if you're a subscriber, I think you even get it now. And uh, the title of the article is Scott Shawcroft is Squeezing Python in the Microcontrollers. Adafruit is Betting the Language Will Make Sense for Makers. And uh, the other thing that was cool is there was a uh, profile view a long time ago, so the algorithm or the manual things that an editor did put it there too. So that was neat to see all these things in one place. And it tells a story about CircuitPython, MicroPython, Python on hardware, why we're doing it. And uh, Scott has some great quotes and more. So check it out. And uh, you could read the article. It's on our site. And also, uh, well, we link to it. And it's also on IEEE Spectrum. We have circuitpython.org. Go oh, there. This is so good. Yeah, this is a good site. And the best part about it is when you go to circuitpython.org, click downloads. Ooh. You know how you always have a development board and you're like what's the latest how do i build? just get the, i just want the latest i want the latest build, software. or maybe i want I the beta or maybe i speak a I different just, language I just, can you make it easy for me to just find That's the right. latest so we did so check that out um i'm cranking through some of the text ed edits and some of the photos but it doesn't matter it's just a great way to it's visualize all the things that are on github in an easy to use place so go there now um, maybe some folks can post a link in the chat and just check out circuitpython.org slash downloads and if you've ever done anything with microcontrollers just click the first one click circuit playground and you'll see how easy it is to get the latest firmware if you speak a different language the latest ones there and then the latest beta this makes things super easy we're probably going to do circuit python day so right now it's tentatively 8 8 because i have these graphics and it's like the sneakiest days <laughs> yeah it's the sneakiest august day. 8th yeah it's kind of in the summer people are usually not you know they're not at school so they could they can do yep. stuff and uh other community news. If you are speaking at an event, this is Ian. This was at the, um, the FOSS Asia. The FOSS Asia uh, in Singapore, 
And a lot of people are going to conferences and speaking about Python on hardware now and CircuitPython and MicroPython. Let us know. The organizers like it because we get the word out. The speakers like it because more people attend their um, sessions. And we like it because it's like, wow, this is really cool. We, we can hear about, um, a lot of times we hear about it after. So if you're going to speak at an event about Python on hardware anyway, let us know. Um, this one, uh, I really like this mostly because I came up with the headline, CircuitPython is a site for Thorize. And this was a uh, CircuitPython powered helmet that lights up UV um, contacts with um, you know, Gemma and CircuitPython. And I have a little video from the person's Instagram so you can see this even better. So we're trying stuff out today. We have a con on Friday and Saturday. And this is what we got going on for this week. I'm like pretty excited. Um, not too shabby. Definitely works good inside of the shield. <sighs> I'm like really sweaty though. It's like a problem. It's pretty cool. And then this time around, Looks spooky and great. And special thanks to Sophie for, uh, that's Sophie over there on um, probably the, the left on your screen. Um, I think that's Cheyenne, that's her, her friend or she, someone she knows and she tweeted this. And uh, thanks for bringing this to our attention. This is cool. This is two costuming projects that use CircuitPython. So that was Yay. one of our goals and it's happening. Um, another thing, this is Alex Danis, PhD. Made a thing, this is an LED helix using CircuitPython. And you can see the handiwork here. So Ooh, this is nice showing DNA with a um, Gemma and CircuitPython. So if you want to learn about DNA, this is what this person usually does and talks about on YouTube. Um, but then you can see it. And with, she's celebrating it. Yeah. Next up, um, if you were interested in what's coming up soon with um, maybe online learning, well, there was a Codecademy team AMA, ask me anything. And they let everyone know there might be something with Adafruit soon in hardware. So that's all I can say. Check out the AMA. Yeah. People are getting their Pi Ask portals. Them anything. And they're making lots of cool This is an update displays. to our, we have the, the weather uh, display and it's now updated and has even more. I, I kind of kept it simple with just like, you know, the location, the time and, and the temperature. Yeah. Um, but this is an updated version with like the pressure and the humidity and like the sunrise and sunset time. So kind of everything. Blitz City is a Twin Peaks fan. And so when you put your hand over the Pi Portal, it changes photos for people who are Twin Peaks fans. You know what this is all about. Melissa Maker is making a very cool calculator for Pi Portal. Now Pedro released their uh, Viewmaster, 3D printed Pi Portal, so you can do IoT Viewmaster projects. Deshipu has a new mailing list and a bunch of information available. This is cool because you can see a CircuitPython game platform and look at what's being worked on real time. So we link to that in the newsletter and more. And then this, this is this robot hat. Um, this is RC control with CircuitPython. I'm going to play just like a couple seconds of this because they, they really rock out on this video and I don't know if it's um, going to be YouTube um, audio issues. But um, this is an upcoming product 
and it's a um, seesaw and circuit python based accessory for raspberry pi so here's a, here's a couple snippets of it This is Inverted Circuit Playground Express running the Beta 2, and this is a program reading MIDI over USB generating a variety of waveforms. So let's listen nice to this. Nice waveforms. Beep. And this was a really long broadcast that has a ton of information. This is using Circuit Playground, MakeCode, Circuit Python, and more. And this is the other Lone Star on Twitch. We link to this. Um, if you want to get an idea of all the things you can do with Circuit Playground, this is the show for you. Then, this is a HomeKit compatible laser trip wire. This is uh, someone tweeted this over at us. This was from uh, Len. If you have a particle board, you can run Circuit Python on it. We link to a video of the creator of MicroPython. Damien was showing off the new PyBoard D. Check it out. Um, also talks about some of the things that MicroPython's doing in space. All Python wants to go to space. Space. Yeah. And then uh, this is the new Cyberbot. This is programmable with the micro, MicroPython, MicroPython, and mm -hmm. Moo. And this is from Parallax, one of the uh, one of our favorite uh, robotics companies. And they've been doing these robots for a very long time. Yep. These are classic. And what's funny is they've moved from. You know, Pick Basic, which was the first you know Parallax Pick Pick Basic, um, and then they made an Arduino version, and now they're making uh, and they made a, a, a Propeller version. Now they're making yeah. a Microbit version. So, you can basically build the same projects that have been well used and known for a very long time, but um, each time a little bit differently with different languages. This is a tiny Pico. It's a small, fully featured ESP32 ESP32 development board designed to give you access and the power of ESP. 32's dual core, 240 megahertz, and internet connectivity. It's a package smaller than your thumb. It's on crowd supply, and there's a video we link to that. It's uh, part of the March 19th Linktastic MicroPython links and more. This is a project we're working on soon. This is a Python scale, um, and we'll probably get it working with IO. We're going to um, look at some of the guides out there and some of the how-tos. We're also going to do one, so it uh, does lots of other stuff. So things from WebUSB to working with Adafruit IO and more. Posted the gallery from Sar, who does Boltport. Look at these beautiful PCBs. Oh, that's nice. Updated some more stuff. We now have um, specific. Uh, when you use the Adafruit Jobs Board, if you have CircuitPython skills post set up there, people are looking for those. And if you're someone who's looking for a job uh, to hire someone for, post that you're looking for CircuitPython. KiCad, that is a new event coming up. It is April 26th, 27th in Chicago. KiCon 2019, and Kai, uh, KiCad just came out with a new version. A little bit of a reminder, PyCon will be coming up May 1st to May 9th. DigiKey and Adafruit have teamed up, and we're giving away a Circuit Playground Express to every single attendee. That's every single person. Think of all the cool stuff you're going to be able to build. That's right. The team will be there doing workshops and more. Some of the folks that you may recognize from Discord will be there. Katni did a um, really cool 
time lapse of soldering stuff for PyCon. I'm going to play a little bit of it now, and at the end of the show, I'm going to play the whole thing. So okay. that's, what, that's what we're going to do. So check out what Katni was able to not only solder, but capture it and then speed it up. Go, go, go. chilling conclusion yeah what happens <laughs> what happened next um awesome dash circuit python on github um it's github.com slash adafruit slash awesome dash circuit python yeah. you can just google for it. it has all of this and more and we also have it in case you missed it with links and this is cool, this is cool blinka. yeah i try to put different blinka art um, turns out we've had a few thousand years of making snake art, so it's pretty easy. No, to we them. love snakes yeah. and hate them, but yeah. we love them. Yeah. And that is Python on Hardware. Yay, another week. Okie dokie. Back to mailbag. We read these letters every single week um, at our all-company meeting called State of the Fruit, but well, we also read them here. Let's this read this week. one. This week, this one's from Jan. You continue to amaze me with the depth of innovative breadth of your products, product support line, support forums, and educational tutorials. The enthusiasm, dedication, and exceptional positivity, business philosophy of your staff clearly shine through your product line to a person. My experience with the Adafruit team has always been stellar. Thank you for continuing to keep my creative spark alive. That's nice. Oh, thanks, Jan. All right. Um, time travel, we got some news and more. From okay. the world of makers, hackers, artists, and engineers. This last weekend was pretty exciting. This last weekend was really exciting because it was Arduino Day. This is the sixth annual Arduino Day. We've usually done something every single year. Um, I think one year we did an in-person event. I th another year we did, um, we mostly do videos and stuff. This year, um, uh, and this is the certificate to prove it. I got a certificate of appreciation. Adafruit, because I put the show together, I think. Um, we did a few things. We did, I think, the most comprehensive Arduino history. Yeah. With all the things that Adafruit has done with Arduino over the years, starting with your some of your first designs that you worked on. Yeah. FTDI stuff, and then some early, early, early. It was Arduino. like a long. It was an hour long. Hour long. Tour de force. We showed the first Arduino. We had our Arduino. entire collection of Arduino. We had glimpses of our site. This is our site exactly ten years ago. Ten years ago to the day. I take screenshots of our site over time. Yeah. And this one was... Um, this is back when I did all the PHP. Yeah, and I, I had just... You can, you can see my engineer's touch. Yeah, I had just redesigned the logo, and I was starting to change some of the way the site looked. And then we had the Arduino team over. This was in 2010. This was um, March 20th, 2010. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. This is very, very interesting. Right? That's so this nine is years ago. Nine years ago, this is the Arduino. I can't wait till next year. will be the 10-year anniversary of the Arduino show. team at the time. I got them to sign this because I'm like, hey, can you all sign this? Because, uh, you know, it's kind of like the Beatles. You know, uh, you know how it's going to work out in the end. 
It's a, hey, can you sign this? Um, then we talked about some of the uh, Adafruit products that we've done over, over time. This was uh, this was actually the first Arduino made in the USA. We had the Adafruit Gemma, and we talked to Arduino. And we're like, hey, do you want to do a version of Gemma together? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And then when um, the split between the two Arduinos happened, there was Arduino or Arduino.cc. We only worked with this .cc folks, and we'd made the very first Arduino here in the USA. This is uh, Lady Ada and Massimo with the very first Arduino made in the USA. This was an hour-long show, and uh, this oh, is hey, this is at high speed. This is at high speed. Um, hey, look at all these Arduinos we were showing off. We were yeah. comparing them. We had history. We yep. had talked about this article. Our old site. We did a yeah. tour of the factory. I, I visited the factory with Lady Ada. And uh, we showed everything. This is... I had some PCBs. This was like an Arduino documentary. We reviewed. They also had some videos. We talked about it. Yeah. And we gave away some... We gave away some stuff and more. Stuff. So, and then we showed some top secret Arduino related things. So anyways, um, as we were leading up to this, I was like, you know, we do this newsletter every week and we got these... Python libraries. We got this Blinka thing going on with Linux. Surely there's a way to find out something with Arduino the same way. Well, it turns out there is. So um, Arduino library.info, libraries.info, had, they take the JSON file that's in the Arduino library and they, they have, they, they do stuff to it. You can look at it on GitHub. Yeah. So you can basically see what it says. So I'm like, okay, cool. Let me just see what so I yeah, can do. So yeah, all the libraries in the library manager, yeah. which is how people tend to install libraries. So out of 2,081 libraries and 864 authors, Adafruit's number one. 168. So and far. we thought that was great, and we're like, this is really cool. How could we get the downloads? And so there was a because PyPI yeah. is what we use for Python, and that gives us download stats, which is pretty handy. Because we actually, it means we know what people are using, and if we're trying to deprecate something, we have a sense of yeah. like how many people are using and there it. And there was an AMA, speaking of AMAs, um, and Massimo said he'll answer any questions. So I posted up, and I said, hey, can we get the downloads? And you know what they did during the Arduino Day thing? They said, yeah, no problem. And this was a little bit of a surprise to us. So they, they now have, they said they're going to do a post, too. Out of all the Arduino libraries in the IDE, 2,150 of them, this is the 2019 year-to-date downloads. That means January 1st to the present. Number one, Adafruit Circuit Playground. And then number two, that's our sensor library. DHC sensor library. And then number six, graphics library. Yeah, there's a couple standard ones, the JSON library, the Servo SD, which is classic. Number and seven, GFX, NeoPixel. Neo and then we have Adafruit IS. So, so this is like, we didn't know what was gonna happen with all this. But still to this day, we have the most libraries and we author the most. It's, it's one of the things that has got Adafruit here. Um, Arduino has been one of the pioneers and leaders in doing open source hardware. And that's a lot of the reasons we're able to do things like CircuitPython now. And also in the chat, they said, uh, congratulations for being the most downloaded library. So check out the show. You can look at all this stuff. And then um, next time you see Arduino, they have a Discord, by the way. You should go stop in there. Um, thank them for publishing those downloads because we had no idea which ones to work on, which yeah. ones are important, which ones that people are using that much. And I think it's good for people who do software to know, like, oh, is this getting downloaded? Is anyone using this? Mm -hmm. And it turns out Circuit Playground um, is is the thing that a lot of people use. So they get a Circuit Playground and they use the Arduino IDE with it. That's nice. cool. Um, next up, this is time travel news. So what is this a picture of, Lady Ada? What, um, what, what is this? This is a delicious wafer cake. No, that's, it's, it actually is a wafer, right? It's yeah. a silicone wafer, and it's been etched with um, engraving of MIT, which is where I went to school. 
That's right. And I saw this on Twitter, and I was like, that's pretty cool. Like, because yeah, I'll tell you actually a you thing can, about nanotech. Can you just, can you just like, break it down? Me go back? Nanotech- I'll yeah. go back, because I was going to show Let me video. tell you a thing about nanotechnology people. They love engraving small things. It's always about what's yeah. the smallest thing you can engrave, like the Bible. You can engrave, like, you know, an XKCD cartoon. They love, it's, if you're into okay. nano, you're engraving small shit. All right. So they engraved every name of everybody ever associated with MIT onto this disc, and then you can, like, use this website to zoom in. So the first thing I did, because, you know, there's always that guy who's like, you didn't really go to MIT, Lady Ida. Well. So I typed your name in, and uh, it turns out they, they, they show exactly where it is. And it's apparently if you go, I think it's at the Infinite Quarter, you can, yeah. which we won't go too soon, well, the disc is there, and you can, like, see where you are. Yeah. So, this so there is, I am. This is it, and then they, show, they show where it is. And you can search for, like, Feynman. You can search for, like, more Dad. There's a lot of people there. And uh, some people who are not there too. Yeah, and there's some people that aren't there. We said they were there. Um, Help wanted. We have a few things on the jobs world this week that I want to talk about. Speaking of Arduino. Yes. Okay, this is the Center for Initiatives in New York. Hiring a full-time Arduino teacher in New York. There's a summer camp teaching assistants robotic and engineering. This is in Digital Media Academy Corp. And this is nationwide various locations, and a summer camp Arduino and PyTop instructor. This could be really good for, well, the part-time could be good for students. If you're at a student college or maybe late high school, you know the stuff and you want to be a camp counselor, uh, it could be a really easy, fun job where you get to teach kids and be inspired by their creativity. And then yeah. a full-time Arduino job, you know, maybe you're, you know Arduino really well, you've been building, making stuff, and you're looking for work. Um, you could be teaching and you love yeah. to teach. This is a great combo. And that's all available on jobs.adafruit.com. All right, open source hardware. You know we're an open source hardware company? I've yeah. heard that. I've heard rumors. I have heard it. You can type on a site and find um, some of our boards, like the Oshawa site. That's true. Yeah, that's how you know. You also know because we have 1,797 tutorials. Very close to 1,800. We've got a yeah. lot of guides okay. this week. What's on the uh, the big board this week? I know, there's like 16 guides this week. Yeah. We just, a lot of stuff got finished. We've got... Um, Last week, I think we made live the three Pi Portal countdown count up clocks. This is from um, John Park, who's on break this week, but we'll be back soon. Um, so we made one clock that uh, counts up from an event that happened a long time ago. Like, uh, like in this case, it was the lunar landing, the last time we were on the moon. It could also be like a wedding or like graduation or a birth. Um, there's a weekly countdown clock, so you can know once a week if something is occurring, when is the next time it's occurring. Uh, so, for example, when is Ask Engineer on? Um, we have the matching guide that goes with the uh, fourth Adafruit I.O. video. Uh, this one is all about uh, Internet of Things, uh, sponsored by DigiKey. And this one is about Adafruit I.O. and how to use it. And so we kind of go through everything with Adafruit I.O. Um, it's also in celebration of the fact that we have these one-year passes available in the store now, so you can pick one up if you want to have I.O. Plus. Um, but this guide goes through, you know, if you've watched the other videos and read the other guides, how does MQTT and REST and Raspberry Pi and Arduino and, and sensors, and how do you actually use it? All the, there's a lot of details in Adafruit I.O. Like, that I didn't even know about, like how to use webhooks and triggers and emails and like Zapier and Dark Skies. All that is in the guide, um, and you can watch it with clips of the video um, to go along. Um, we've got this really hilarious buttermilk boat, um, also a half and half boat. It's just like a quart of any kind of dairy product. You know, it comes in these... Uh, card, we use waterproof cardboard boxes. You can cut it in half and turn it into a boat. 
uh, with a circuit playground and a servo. And uh, it's kind of fun when you drop it, the accelerometer detects that you've dropped it and it starts swimming. So you can kind of drop it and it kind of swims off like a little tadpole. Uh, very cute. We've got uh, a really sweet guide from uh, Drackware. Uh, who is an expert at Next uh, Computers and Next Computer Adapters and uh, wrote up for us a guide on how to run Next Step or Open Step on a modern computer. Uh, there's a couple steps you have to go through. You have to download um, the disks and you have to install them yeah, on the virtual, virtual box, VMware. And then you download the disks and there's a couple patching to do. You do, you gotta do this but um, Drackware makes uh, dongles. Dongles. Yeah, and they were, um, he said that he, he, he really liked Adafruit stuff because I think he uh, based some of it on our stuff. And there's a little adapter, so you can use a Next keyboard, which you can still get a lot of them. Um, and they're beautiful, and they're, they're, they work really well. And you can plug that into a modern computer. So you can use a Next keyboard plugged into a modern computer running Next OS inside a VirtualBox. It's cool. epic. So, yeah. yeah, relive your glory days, or days that you never even knew about. Um, we got another YouTube. Uh, we got the, another uh, Pi Portal like st stats viewer. This time it's YouTube, and we went left this one for last because it's a little bit the most complicated. You have to go and get an API key from Google, and you have to give it permissions, and it's just not like the easiest thing to do. Um, but once you do it, you can have this little uh, display that shows you how many views you have and how many subscribers. Um, so it's a, a kind of a more advanced Pi Portal project, um, and also he uh, decorated it with a custom 3D printer laser cut kind of YouTube-looking outline case. Um, from the folks at MakeCode, uh, they published a guide how to make your very own MakeCode extension. Like if you want to add hardware that isn't just a potentiometer switch, you want to add I2C or SPI or something a little more complicated, um, you can do that by having uh, TypeScript, which is like JavaScript-like uh, code as an extension. Like that's how we add Cricut support or um, you know, NeoPixel is added that way too. So, um, you know, it's, it's compiled down to um, to, to C, C++ in the end and, and, and turn into a hex file. So you can do uh, quite fast uh, interfacing. Um, check out that guide for how to use GitHub. Uh, you know, we've talked about it before, but we never had a guide up, so now we have a, a guide on how to do it. Um, we've got this cute project from Brent called the PyPortal email display. So um, the, you know, the PyPortal display can display any text you like, and so this one is using Adafruit IO and Zapier so that you can email a special email address um, and then that the email with this, you know, the subject and the contents will go into Adafruit IO and the Pi Portal will fetch it and display it. So you can turn it into kind of like a wireless message board, right? Because it's like, how do you email this display safely? You know, you don't want to open up a socket and like, you know, have SMTP running. Instead, you use Zapier and Adafruit IO to ferry that data from uh, an email account uh, into the, the Pi Portal for display. So you can use it for displaying any kind of messages that somebody would email. Um, and I can, I can think of this, you know, kind of funny if you want to send somebody a request, uh, you know, like, you know, um, or a message uh, from around the world. Uh, this is a way to do it without having to give them, like, MQTT keys. Um, we've got that known Pedro project, the Pi Portal wall mount. I uh, will show a video of that soon. Uh, from David Stells, we've got a logger for CircuitPython. If you've used Python, you've probably tried the logger module, which is a way of, it. you know, you can set uh, priority levels to logging messages and then determine which ones you want to view. Um, so this kind of builds on that idea, but uh, with CircuitPython, we've made it a little bit, a little simpler in some ways, a little more complicated. It's simpler, it doesn't have all the functionality of the Python logging tool, so it can fit on CircuitPython boards, but you can redirect the messages. So for example, you can log to Adafruit IO, or you can log to a file, or you can log to UART. So we show a couple different examples, or you can log to Bluetooth. 
So instead of just having your log messages on the REPL, you might want to have them appear elsewhere. Um, and having a logger module that kind of handles that all for you makes it easy to plug and play and, and change the location. Uh, from Erin, we've got an epic guide. Uh, I've always wanted to have a NeoPixel LED corset. Um, well, she made one. She spent uh, like a month or two building it and writing it up. Uh, you can we use have a video. We have a video. It's all in MakeCode and CircuitPython. So in uh, CircuitPython. And we have also, we're not done yet, we've got the Circuit Playground Cues for Quartz Guide. That video came out, an adorable video with Adabot, uh, Minerva, Hans, and friends talking about uh, this uh, rock show that um, Adabot went to. Turns out not to be in a concert, but actually a mineral display. And uh, picked up some quartz, and then they kind of talked about how quartz is used for timing and uh, how that works. And we have some cool animations, and there's a guide that goes along with it. So if you want to read the text, um, and while you watch the video or you just want to see text and photos, uh, we have it two different ways for people who want to get that same information to uh, kids and learners, um, both in video and text format. Um, we have an Adabox 11 guide. If you haven't gotten your Adabox 11, don't open it. I'm warning you. I, I know you are about to click it. Don't. You can't, you can't know until you get the box. That's why it's a secret. Uh, not the best secret, maybe, but it's a secret. And uh, we'll have that unboxing in a couple of weeks as well once everyone gets their box. Another guide from Davis Stiles got finished this week. Using an RP LiDAR with Raspberry Pi. This is a neat, we ported uh, over an existing library um, for Raspberry Pi to CircuitPython, so we'll be able to use it on other microcontrollers as well. Um, and we display the uh, pattern map on uh, the Pi TFT. So using the Pi TFT as a display and then CircuitPython uh, library on Raspberry Pi, uh, you can twist the LiDAR and see the map in real time. So this could be, first off, it's great for debugging your LiDAR um, and showing what your robot is seeing. But um, if you're doing, um, you know, um, autonomous robotics, um, these letters are great. Having that kind of display um, to demo your uh, LiDAR is super handy. So um, I know people have these LiDARs and they're like, well, I want to use them. How do I do that? Here's how I use it. And um, we'll have some um, M4 maybe driving LiDAR projects up soon. Um, from Melissa, we have a great guide for the RA8875. This is a uh, 840 by uh, 800 by 480, 40-pin four, raw TFT TTL display driver chip. Um, we actually never did a guide for it, which I just kind of kept meaning to do and then sort of never did. Um, she wrote up a guide, and she made a CircuitPython library for it. So you can, um, from CircuitPython and M4, drive these gigantic displays, draw bitmaps, lines, shapes, uh, make GUIs. Um, excellent job, Melissa, and thank you so much for writing that guide up. And last but not least, um, last night I wrapped up um, a guide on how to play animated GIFs on a Pi Portal. 
Uh, you can uh, raw decode GIFs in an M4. It has enough processor time and ability, and we use DMA on the display. Um, so it doesn't display them like at full, full speed, but you can absolutely display uh, GIFs, uh, your favorite memes um, on your Pi Portal. And then, of course, if people want to port this to other displays, uh, it won't be as fast as the Pi Portal because it's a pretty speedy chip and a speedy display. But um, I got the basics going there for displaying from the SD card or from QSpy. So here's Phil B's favorite meme I added, this little dragon waking up. Hello. And that's all the product guides, all the guides. Those New are products all, I don't have in. Yeah. I am confused. There's so many. Yeah, and of course we, we finished out the animated gift player with some cats because how can you not? I don't know. So that's kind of weird. That's the whole point. Neoncat. Neoncat looks great, of course, because okay. it compresses And well. then some uh, Adafruit I.O. news. And mostly, th so there's exciting news about like features sometimes, but there's also exciting news about documentation. Oh, yeah. So Brent did Love a really it. good job with this, and I wanted to um, suggest that folks check out the new Adafruit I.O. API documentation. Um, the first thing, easy to contribute now. It's all in Markdown. So if you do stuff on GitHub, it'll be easy for you. There's a dedicated site for both HTTP and MQTT API. Um, writing some code and not sure how to get the latest known data value of temperature feed. Don't want to read through lines of example code. Just need the code. Well, we'll have code snippets for curl, Arduino, C++, Python, CircuitPython, Ruby, Go, Node.js, JavaScript. So that's that's a little bit of everything on this. And um, People love documentation. One yeah. of the things people love the most about Adafruit.io. As always, visit the Adafruit.io forums to add suggestions. It's still early. We can use your help. And don't forget, we just launched the latest video, all the Internet of Things, Adafruit I.O., an, an IoT service for everyone, brought to you by Adafruit and DigiKey. Um, one little note, we're, we, I said we were full with Adaboxes, but some people have moved and or their credit card uh, was canceled or something happened, so there's a couple openings. You could potentially go to adabox.com right now. Like right now, there's like three or four. Yeah, you could go there right now and get an Adabox. And it'll probably ship out this week or next week. Yeah. You could, but it's it only, possible. or it might be but you full. But you got to rush. Yeah. Or it might be full because we haven't so, checked lately. So once in a while, like people are like, oh, I moved and like, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be there in time. Like I'm going to just cancel my subscription or their yeah. subscription lasts and like lapsed in something. Yeah. So we have like three. So you can go to adabox.com. Adafruit factory footage. Take it away, Adafruit factory.
few other videos. Um, Picking places. Yeah, this is a slow motion. You saw there was some with uh, audio, but this is the pick and place machine because um, it goes so fast that you can see it's a chunk, a chunk, a chunk, a chunk, and place to parts where they belong. And then this is a speed up, and I believe these are circuit playground expresses being made. Yeah. And this is our final inspection before they go off to I the. I think so too. Yeah. They look like circuit playground, circuit playground expresses. One of the one of the two. Yeah. And then here comes the reflow, of, and this is what the boards do right before they go in. And this is a speed up and slow down there. I wish it was that fast. It's not nearly yeah. that fast. It's it's much slower. And as always, here is. A view outside the windows of the picket place. Now halfway through the day. Perfectly. Here in New York City. All right, 3D printing, Noah and Pedro. We're always printing up a storm. Here is uh, the latest video and that talked about this on the, the show and tell, which was the wall mount um, high portal, and then we're going to do a speed up. Okay, take it away. forget you can tune in to 3D Hangouts every Wednesday with Numpager where you can print giant things that look like Oreos but you can't eat them you can Seriously. just put electronics inside of them what right. the heck yeah okay code of snakes in space and that means it's time for you guessed it okay new um we saw you know this trend in USB cables, and it was one of those things. That's like, well, how come this didn't? How come this wasn't like this from the start? Well, there have been reversible USB cables, but they kind of sucked. And these were the first ones that I used that didn't suck. Yeah. Like you actually so could use them. We, we tried a bunch, like as in like a lot, 
and these are the ones that we like the most. So what is yeah. this? You know, every single time you put a USB cable in, it's always the wrong way. Well, not with these. This way, it's always the right way. It's always way. the right way. And it doesn't like fit weird. It it's always, always right fits way. right. It's not the third try. <laughs> it's the first try. It's like this like infinite video. Yeah. Um, and so, it's also the the other side is also reversible. Yeah, which is good because like what would be the this point? one's even yeah. tougher. Yeah. So yeah, it, you're it's, gonna save years of your life. I know. Like you're, it's already it's like the fountain of youth. Um, yeah. It's a one meter long cable. We also you know since we're ordering, we got it custom made in like this beautiful pink and purple braid. It feels yeah. great. It's got this over molding that's black good and then this like for hot pink circuit playground things to plug in and do some circuit python yep one, so it, one could say it fits solid and then you can fit it either way and it's it's not that much more expensive than a normal usb cable of course it looks great and uh yeah it's reversible pretty yeah. amazing yeah you know what's kind of weird is um i'm not used to it so i have this muscle memory so i've plugged it in and unplugged it because i'm just like there's no way that was okay so anyways lovely so if you if you have stuff you wanted like plug in HDMI, we got these. Okay, so now this, these you don't, are not reversible. So this not is kind of an interesting hack. So we have these panel mount HDMI connect, uh, cable adapters, but uh, first off, they've already have a cable attached to them. And then another thing about them is you have to cut like a rectangular hole, which you may not be able to do because kind of you need special equipment or like 3D printing and laser cutting. So um, what's nice about these is they're a round plug and I think they're like 30 millimeters diameter. Yeah. And um, they're really easy to use. They have this, this capture net, you undo it, you screw it in, it can go into plywood, it can go into anything. Yeah. And then you just get two HDMI connections, one on each side. And it just it's just basically, you know, you connect one cable on one side, one cable on the other. So you can see it can be quite a thick of panel. I like that we did some slightly clear acrylic so you can see what's going on. It's slightly clear, Look but it's this. not so clear that you can't see yeah, it. Yeah, this, this was an excellent demo. This is a lot of planning. Yeah. This is, this is real. So, and then you can pop this out. Oh my goodness, they really cut the whole... They cut exactly, they cut exactly the size. Oh, sorry, it got twisted. I see what happened. There is, um... Do you want me to pop it out? I'm popping out, yeah, so there you go. So, um, yeah, so you can pop it out, and then, yeah, you can see it's just, it's just two pieces. Um, you screw it in, so you can have, like, pretty thick material. I think the measurements are on the, um, the page. It's like a half an inch at least. And yeah, it's really easy to use and uh, just has HDMI on both sides. That's it. Okay. And then you're like, well, you know, I, I want to do that with Ethernet. So. Ditto. This is the same stuff. thing except it's Ethernet. So um, I'm not going to show it because it's yeah. basically identical. We have this nice video or a nice uh, image. Yeah. Um, it's got RJ45 on both sides, all the pins go through. You get um, Ethernet on one side, Ethernet on the other side. Um, you can use it with gigabit. 100 base T, 10 base T, whatever you want, power of Ethernet. There's no electronics really inside of it, it's just wires. Um, but you just have to drill a hole. A lot of people are more likely to be able to drill a hole. And there's a nice, also a lip to the um, plug so that it kind of covers up if the hole has like burrs on it and stuff. You can clean it up a little bit, but you don't have to worry about having like a perfect, beautiful uh, hole exactly the right size. It can be off by a little bit and it'll, it'll hide quite nicely. So this could be a, um, a nice uh, adaptation for people who only have hole saws or um, drill bits they don't have the ability to cut rectangular holes okay next up if you always wanted a, a beagle bone but you're like i want a smaller one i don't but, have any space but if it's my pocket well now there's pocket beagle um 
Yes, this is um, basically the, the Beagle Bone Black, but it is a um, uh, all-in-one oct Octavo, Octavo, I don't know exactly yeah. how to say it. They took the chip and the RAM and they put it into one package and it's even got like the like power supply stuff and everything. It's kind of all-in-one chip. Um, it's got, um, it's a you know, single board computer. It's very small and you're probably wondering like, why should I just get a Pi Zero? Well. There's a couple things that, that the BeagleBone has that's quite nice. First off, it's running at a gigahertz, um, and it's got 512 megabytes of RAM, so it's, it's nice, and you get plenty of stuff going on there. Um, it has true USB um, client and USB host. So the USB connection on there right now, if you plug it in, it shows up, I think, as a, either a disk drive or an Ethernet connection. So you can SSH directly over the USB connection. It's true USB. And there's a separate USB host connection um, available that you can um, solder uh, wires to and connect the USB-A to it and um, use that to connect like Ethernet or Wi-Fi or whatever. Like, it doesn't have built-in Wi-Fi, but you can add, add a USB Wi-Fi adapter as long as Linux drivers. Um, it also has the PRU built into it, which is pretty popular for people who need to have like precision control of GPIO. It's two, I think 200 megahertz processors in addition to the, the main processor core, there's two extra processors that can be used for precision timing. So people who wanna drive NeoPixels or RGB displays or PWM signals, you know, a lot of PWMs that are like exactly um, a certain frequency or width, um, you can use those dedicated microcontrollers. You don't have to worry about like the real time uh, inabilities of Linux because it's not good at real time processing. You use the microcontrollers for that. There's examples for using the PRU. Another thing that this has that a lot of microcontrollers don't have is there's a ton of GPIO. You have 72 pins. I think there's 44 GPIO, um, plenty of power pins, all are 3.3 volts. It has true analog inputs. It's got ADCs built in. It also has multiple I2C, multiple UART, and multiple SPI ports. So again, a Raspberry Pi only has like one of each for the most part. You can, you can enable a secondary SPI, but I don't think there's a secondary I2C. Um, and uh, it, I think there's also I2S on there. There's uh, uh, TTL displays if you'd like to add those. Um, and it has true PWM as well. So it has like a lot more, it's more microcontroller-like. Um, there's a lot of things that you might be missing from other single board Linux computers. This has them. Um, and of course, it's basically the same chip as the BeagleBone Black. So if you've used a larger BeagleBone, there's a smaller, more compact uh, design. Like the other one was a large mint tin, this is a small mint tin. Okay. Next up, we got a letter from the government, but this isn't the scary ones that I've got in the past. Um, this is from the USDA, and you're probably like, what are you all doing with the USDA? I'm growing well, cheap. I, I'm glad, I have a cow. I'm glad we are, you know what we're growing? We're growing the future of America here. And we're pleased to announce that 4-H approved our application, which we started last year, for a special edition of Circuit Playground Express for 4-H. Now you're probably wondering, why is this a big deal? Because we get to use a logo, and this is a very it's special. Not a trademark. Type of, yeah, this is a very special type of logo, and I just want to logo out because I'm I'm I've designed Dude. logos, I've done logos, I've worked around um, massive brands that have logos. This is a very special one that's protected by the government. That's unlike any trademark ever made. Uh, it's not trademark. Yeah, Smokey the Bear is under this trademark. Scouts. The Boy Scouts are under awesome. this. Awesome. That's right. Different. All different. Special law. Okay. 
things like the Olympics. This is a this is a super hard to get special permission trademark that you have to apply. You have to be the real deal. You have to fill out everything. You have to use a bunch of government web forms that are really complicated. And then there was a government shutdown, and that delayed things. But um, this means we have it now. This means that all those kids that are in 4-H, it's a six million youth strong organization across America. I was in 4-H. You were in 4-H. I raised silky. I did Sophie. It was different. Silky chickens, which yeah. are cute chickens, and I guess I've heard that people do eat them. I didn't know that. It's we had that chicken, silky chicken soup. And then there's um, these Holland Lops rabbits that I that I raised. People definitely eat but rabbit. Then, but then something ate them. Um, it wasn't my fault. Um, but I wish I had electronics then. So, anyways, um, this is a big deal, and I want to show it on the overhead here, because 4-H is one of those organizations that I think you know they normally associate with agriculture. But if you think about it, it it's grown so much beyond that. So there's solar. There's soil sensing, there's astronomy, there's learning to code, there's being a good leader in your community, there's, you name it, it has something to do with planet Earth, 4-H is part of that for young people all across the what USA. What does the 4-H stand for? Well, I don't remember. Yeah, it's, it's like, like heart, hands, yeah, I didn't know there was hope and help. Is, you know, sorry. I was just looking, I was just wondering. Yeah. I thought maybe you like knew, maybe it was burnt into you. No, I mean, we, yeah, it's like, Head, heart, hands, health, or something. Okay. Um, I think that's. I gotta double check it. Okay, don't, it's, no, it's no big deal. Yeah. But we have this. Ho happy Holland Mops. Happy um, <laughs> So, so this is so it's a big deal for us because like, getting getting being allowed to use a trademark like this Not, is yeah. really difficult, and we're very thankful that we were able to do this. And it was a year-long process. And it was a year-long process. Very and, exciting. Um, it just means that more kids will hopefully be able to get this because when 4-H does their curriculum, they're looking for something like Circuit Playground Express and now it goes along with 4-H. Okay, next up. The star of the show besides the community and you, Lady Ada, is... Is Featherwing. We finally have, I know we previewed this a couple weeks ago. There's a little bit of a mistake with the PCBS silk screen, but now it's beautiful and ready for the store. So we have the analog devices and DigiKey Featherwing. This is like our first sensor Featherwing, which is pretty exciting. Um, and it's great, it works with any feather that you have, uh, even ones that don't exist yet, because it only uses the I2C pins. And it features the ADT7410 precision I2C temperature sensor and the ADXL343 triple axis accelerometer. We have two sensors that we have breakouts for. And now we have on a feather, we put the accelerometer uh, kind of in the center, which I kind of like. I always like the accelerometer to be in the middle. The temperature over to the right, hopefully far away from uh, the power supply, so it won't be um, heated up by that, because the power supply is a little warm. Um, again, uses I squared C, comes in a beautiful DigiKey red, because this is sponsored by DigiKey. And uh, yeah, pop it on any of your, your feathers. We've got code in Arduino, we've got a library, and CircuitPython. So no matter what you're using, you'll be able to get sensor data into your feather and then out into the world using IoT or data logging or what have you. That's the new, 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 new. Okay. Let's do a recap. New, 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 new recap. We have this reversible one meter long braided USB cable. It's beautiful, custom pink and purple braids, and it goes this way and that way. And the micro B side and the A side is also reversible. And these are nice and durable reversals. This is a really good quality. I've tried other reversible cables, not so good. These ones, pretty good. We've got these plug uh, panel mount adapters. I uh, just drill a large hole and, uh, you know, unscrew this captive nut, put it on, and then uh, you have a panel mount HDMI connector. So you connect HDMI on either side. It's a lot easier than cutting a weird rectangular hole. We also have this for Ethernet. 
plug RJ45 on one side, RJ45 on the other, and all you have to do is uh, drill a round hole in your material, and you're good to go. If you like the BeagleBone Black, you want this uh, single board Linux computer with PWM, iSports-Z, tons of GPIO, tons of peripherals, uh, two PRUs, uh, native USB host and client. Um, check out the Pocket Beagle. It's small and uh, has, you know, basically all the ability of a Beagle in Black, but super bite-sized. Um, the Circuit Player Gun Express is now coming to 4H with this new version, thanks to approval from the USDA. We're now allowed to use this logo on the back um, to make a green 4H um, themed Circuit Player Gun Express. We've got a lot of projects um, queued up that have to do with agriculture that I think a lot of 4H teachers, students, uh, and members will love. Okay. And featuring this week, the ADI Featherwing from Analog Devices and DigiKey. That's why it's in DigiKey Red. Uh, this feather wing features the ADT7410 Precision I2C temperature sensor and triple access uh, accelerometer, the ADXL343, a classic ADI uh, MEMS chip, all uh, using I2C, and you can pop it, pop it onto any feather uh, to do data logging or IoT projects with motion and temperature sensing. That's the news. Cross. All right, let's do some top secret. And while we're doing this top secret, um, go ahead and head over to adafruit.it slash discord and start posting your questions. Um, the top secret that we're going to do, um, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do one question right now, and then we can do top secret. Are there any plans to get CircuitPython running on the pocket BeagleBone? Yeah. It, um, we have the beginnings of the BeagleBone Black, so it should be similar, but I haven't looked at it. If anyone's interested in Yeah, make in a list with us. If you want to help, let us know. Yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're if you interested in... It's, it shouldn't be too bad because a lot of the stuff is, is libgpiod okay. or... So let's show some not out yet. Well, yeah, this is the Jetson. This is from NVIDIA, and a Jetson lot of people are, are talking about it. This just came out, so yeah. you can show this. And... What's interesting is it's running um, CircuitPython. Yeah, we did get CircuitPython going this on this. This does have CircuitPython support and for it. And it is Blinka. And this is a trend. You'll probably see things like the Google Coral have Blinka. And, of course, this NVIDIA Jetson. So it's too. running. This has I a feather or motor wing control feather. So it uses yeah. I2C to control the motors. And then it's got um, the stats and details over yep. I2C on the OLED. So this investment in CircuitPython, so the hard thing is getting sensors and hardware working with all these Linuxy things. This allows you to do that. It unlocks 130 plus libraries. So every time there's a new edge buzzwordy thing, we have something that runs on it right away. Okay, what else do you want to show? Um, know, right? We've got the new update for the Metro M4 Express Wi-Fi. We actually also came up with a name for it. Uh, it's gonna be called the Airlift. Yeah. So the idea is we see a lot of people are using the ESP32 as a coprocessor because it handles all the Wi-Fi stuff as secure, put all your root certificates on it, and then you got a chip that can kind of do all the smarts. And so it's kind of like a lift. It's an airlift. So we're calling these boards airlift boards. So you'll hear more about that soon. Yes. Okay. Not out yet. But is that everything? Let me show this off too. This is kind of yeah. This is an R. Someone else made this. This is not out yet from us. I don't think it's out yet. This is a Cortex M4. It's a SAMD51 with an ICE40 FPGA. So if somebody is interested in getting CircuitPython running on this, that'd be pretty cool too. And it has this is the SAMD51 side, and this is the um, ICE40 side. So you can maybe do both. You can do FPGAs and you can do um, CircuitPython all in one. So you could do like CircuitPython yeah. for the usability and the library support, and then FPGA for the high speed stuff. Okay. Back in the vault. 
it's time for questions. So there are some questions lined up already. In the Great. Chat. I'm going to ask them right away. But don't forget, you got to go over to Discord. You may as well. Adafruit.it slash Discord. Okay, uh, first one. This is from the YouTube chat, but Katni, thank you for putting this over in the Discord chat. I've been using the S SI4713 breakout as a custom BT transmitter in my V-dub, but keeps snapping wires, high vibration environment. I've designed a PCB to replace this. Question follows. Question is, how critical was the antenna length in design? Not terribly critical, but you do need an antenna. So okay. try to keep it to the, about the length that will optimize your reception okay. and transmission. How much current does the pipe portal require? Um, a lot. You know, I think 500 milliamps is a good amount because the Wi-Fi can draw 200 to 300 at peak, and the backlight for the display draws at least... Um, 100 milliamps. So I think 500 milliamps. That's why it's not battery powered. Um, there's a lot of power required for all that uh, display and Wi-Fi. This was a question and involves something from the top secret. So you can choose not to answer it, Lady Ada, if you don't want to. Okay. And it's you know it's your choice. It's your show. Um, will the will that Metro M4 airlift support BLE via the ESP32? And there is BLE support. However, I just haven't written the code for it. But if if somebody would like to tackle that, it isn't hard. Um, it uses the same sort of protocol that is for the Wi-Fi side. We're just using the Arduino Nina firmware. I can point you to where the C code is, and you would just have to adapt it to CircuitPython. I just okay. I'm super busy, and I've not gone to it. Are there any plans to add WPA, uh, WPA2 Enterprise support to the ESP32 firmware? It'd be cool to use my part portal at the university I work at. Um, if the ESP32 supports it, then we can support it, but it's like, again, it's in this firmware. You'd have to take a look at what they have supported. I, I don't, the thing is, it's very hard for me to test WPA Enterprise. For all I know, it may have it, um, but you still have to figure out how to like, I mean, if it's a click-through thing, you have to figure out how to get token or something i don't know this is a little bit beyond me like i think if esp32 has that sort of capability but esp32 has it then then it has it's, it. yeah because we're just using the idf yeah. underneath to do the wi-fi transmission stuff and it's quite simple it, like literally you send the spi command with like what sid to connect and just okay. tunnels that to the idf can i get the individual footprint for the trellis keys um Yes. Well, I mean, we only have them in four by fours. You could just export from the, our, the Eagle CAD. Okay. Um, are any of the Adafruit GPS affected by the upcoming GPS week rollover? I've no. heard no. They're not. They are in the one in 40 years, but we'll deal with that in 40 years. 40 years. I mean, like, I really hope everything's still around in 40 years. I mean, yeah, so we got other problems. But, yeah. I mean, if that's our only problem in 40 years, yeah. success. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, there'll probably just be a firmware update, something else. Okay, might you guys be doing a Circuit Python Robotics uh, rover or something in box? Well, we did the Cricket. We did Cricket. Did the Cricket, so you never know. Might you down could the do road. We could, maybe. But. Okay. Well, looks like it's it for now. If there's any others, I'll uh, uh, answer it. Oh, they have a fork of the ESP32 firmware that supports it. Um, and so uh, if I can merge the fork with the Adafruit fork, I will predict flames. No. You know, here's the thing don't worry about that. Um, open source. 
if, if open source stuff is out there, sometimes the maintainers can't do a particular thing. It is okay to fork and it is okay to add features and, and, if then you, try. and then try. Like, it is okay. Like, there's different variants of many things that Adafruit does and it's okay. Yeah. And like Linux worked out because there's variants. You know, there's things like. Do people submit pull requests all the time for yeah. stuff? And I'm like, oh, this is neat. And it's, sometimes it's projects not. have yeah. very different goals. Like, you know, we built CircuitPython off MicroPython, very different goal. And these things coexist and they work together. And you're able to do a lot more hardware with a lot more people because you can't accomplish everything for everyone. Can't. And Linux is a really good example that open source always is. That. So don't, the person who's worried about that, don't worry about it. Add it, do it. Don't ever hold back making code and sharing it. Yeah, I mean, by the way, like even More if you even better. if you don't succeed, which is unlikely, yeah. a lot of people. I mean, we've had a lot of people be like, "This is my first pull request." I'm like, "You did a great job." Yeah. Um, other people might get excited and join in, and then like you can have two or three people working on a project, and then that's how. I mean, none of us have ever done this before. Yeah. Right. We only have one life to live. This is like <laughs> get the code out of your Milan Kundera esque thing. It's like we only can go forward through the current life that we have. If we could relive our lives, it would things would be very different. Publish. Is what I learned. Yeah. When in doubt, publish. Um, would it be possible a USB cable from the Trellis Ada box in the store? The metal ones? Mm. Um, yeah. the, USB, the USB cables are a bit of a challenge. Um, those were a little bit of a, a one-time deal. Um, I'll try to we'll find see what it. we can do. I'll try to find another supply. We have um, audio cables in the same style, but the yeah. USB cables not. But do try these new woven reversible cables. They're pretty sweet. Okay. Let's do a jury question. What do you want to give away this week? We're going to give away a analog devices digikey sensor feather. No way. Yeah, I mean, like, way. Way. And also, it can be used by uh, non feathers. You can solder wires to it and use it on a Raspberry Pi. Okay, what are the rules? Rules are if you've won something before on this show, you can't win again. Only one winner per my lifetime. Sometimes we have special rules for giveaways, but this time this is the classic. Uh, The first one is to call the phone number. And uh, answer the medical question, which is, yeah, is what's your name and where you're calling from? Yeah. We'll win an ADI feather wing. Uh, when you call, I'm going to pick up the phone on the second ring, and I'm going to say, ahoy, ahoy. Yeah. And that's how you know it's me. I'm going to say, hello. And that's all how right. you know. The person said they're going to they're gonna release all the code. They're just Sweet. like, they're liberated now. Look, I mean, yeah, don't hold back. I got this like bot. We get this phone. Call this phone number. It's gonna ring twice. We get a, oh free free stuff free stuff, free stuff free stuff. Okay. Want to go to the overhead? Yeah yeah. Okay. okay, it's ringing. I'm gonna pick it up. Yep, pick it up. Pick it up. Ahoy ahoy. Ahoy ahoy. Hello. Hi. Well, congratulations. You've called up and you're gonna win some fabulous electronic prizes. Fantastic. Fantastic. That's super. That's so super. What's your name where you're calling from? Yeah, my name is Ted Rogers, and I live in uh, Annandale, Virginia. Wow. Hey, Ted. Awesome. Thank you so much for calling, Ted, from Virginia. Well, congratulations. Uh, You're the first caller, and uh, you've told me your name and where you're calling from. So that means you've won a product number 4147, analog devices, sensor, and temperature wing. To get your price, all you have to do is email support at adafruit.com, S-U-P-P-O-R-T, at adafruit.com, and say, hey, it's Ted from Virginia, and I've won a 4147, and they'll get your name and address and all that good stuff, and they'll send it to you for free. 
Ted? Ted? Are you with me, Ted? Ted! Ted! All right, well, luckily, I think Ted knows what to do. I think Ted knows what to do. I'm going to I'm gonna let this, I think, I think, well, you can watch the video, yeah. Ted. Do email support at adfruit.com. And uh, I ain't hanging out with maybe people. To, maybe Ted had to go. Maybe he had to go. Busy. Busy night for um, Ted. Sorry. So, yeah, email support at adfruit.com and say, hey, it's Ted, and say you want a product 4147, and they'll ship it out to Annandale. You know, there's a Bill and Ted 3 coming out. It's amazing. They just announced it today. It's uh, excellent. Yeah. Tubular. All right. Well, that's our show. All right. Thank you, everybody, including Ted. Okay. Um, thank you so much, everybody. This is a great show. Thank you, everyone in the Adafruit community and Discord, all of our Adafruit team members, Jesse May in the Slack chat tonight. Thank you so much. All the Adafruit people here, all the people for Adafruit afar. Um, Lady has got some animated gifts. We'll be here next week. Um, thank you so much, everyone, for making this a fun hour for us. And uh, just to recap, always get that code out of your head, those ideas. Share that art because you don't get to take it with you. So you may as well publish it and um, find cool communities. We happen to have one. Um, if there's things that you think you can do to improve computer science and beginner um, efforts for coding and more, um, this is a place for you. Um, who knows, maybe your stuff will end up in outer space. So with that being said, that's our show for tonight. We're going um, to have Katni's uh, time lapse play us out. Here is your moment of Zener. Good night, folks. Stay snaky.